Hi, I'm Laura Von Holt. And I'm Alex Gershney, and you're listening to Astrology Zoned, a Susan Miller fan podcast. Susan Miller reads the stars. We read Susan Miller. <laughs> okay. Are you there, Alex? It's me, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. I just saw the movie, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. So that's why we started like that. <laughs> a wonderful themed approach to this thank episode, you, Laura. You. Thank you so much. Just so much. I had to take my shot. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. We can go. Wow. Well, well, how are you doing? Um, you know, I'm good. Well, except that what Susan Miller did not predict was that it would be allergy season so intensely. So as you can hear, I'm very congested and like, um, I've been, you know, my face has been attacked by the outside for a couple of weeks now. Um, but you know, we're getting through it. We are just, yeah. the allergies are trying to murder all of us. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. And like no big deal. Just a hostile world. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'd love to know what Susan Miller allergist thinks. 100%. And I also like to know if like, are these allergies just for Merc Retro or will they go <laughs> or will they continue beyond? Right, which planet um, is responsible for allergies? Yeah, I don't know. Pluto. I'm me neither. I'm going to go with Pluto. <laughs> Blame Pluto. Oh, sorry, Pluto. <laughs> yeah, which house are allergies in? Yeah, I, I'm sure I could Google and find out, but yeah. That's true. I would like to know. Susan, if um, you're listening, we want to know. Yeah, Susan Miller allergist. We need to know. We need yeah. to know. Um, so, okay, it's Taurus season. That's Which means me. happy birthday, Laura. Happy to me and to all my Taurus friends. Um, we sh- So Susan Miller put the horoscopes out May 3rd, quite yes. timely. Yes, not so bad for Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think we should talk about the note. Yeah. I mean. There's a lot. There's a lot because she really had a lot to say about this Um full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio happening on May 5th. Yeah. Basically, I I feel that everyone's horoscopes can be divided into two parts, which Mm -hmm. is like the first half of the month, Mm -hmm. the eclipse, which is a nightmare. Yeah. And then the second half. And so she really goes into it in the note and just starts off with the beginning of the month won't be easy. Yes, that's what, and I was like, oh, okay. And also, it was like my birthday, and I was having a great time. And then the allergies hit, and I thought I had the flu for a week, but it was my allergies. So, like, I was like, you're right, Susan. This eclipse, if the aller, if like the lunar eclipse is in my nose, it's bad. <gasps> yeah. Oh gosh, I hope that was not I know, what was happening. I know, I know, but it was, it was wild. It was a wild time. What can I say? Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, she gets right to it and says, "I need to address this difficult full moon eclipse." Um, she says it's really not going to be good, basically. Like, there's nothing positive about this. Um, And she says, you can't guess what an eclipse is going to do and don't even bother trying and just try to deal with what comes at you because the eclipse is trying to, like, make things happen, move things forward. Like, the eclipse has an agenda and you're just a tiny little person who can't do anything about it. And so just work on your reactions to the eclipse. Oof. Basically, yeah. like the eclipse is an eclipse, just deal with it. Yeah. Wait, and then she wait, she even talked about how she has an article that's like how to deal with eclipses. So oh yeah, she does yeah, have that right. Article. Okay, so so thanks, Susan. On on brand. 
really on brand. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. She transitions right into that. Yeah. And yeah. also, you know, get her app. Get her app, obviously. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. So the astrology part, she spends more time than usual on the astrology part, but then she gets pretty into the Susan Miller businesswoman oh, slash, right. you know, entertainer. I don't know what we want to call well, her. I mean, I think by now, I guess it should be clear, even, even though she's not explicit about it, I guess like Susan Miller's, the second part of her brand is like Susan Miller cinephile because she had the AMC collaboration you know, That's where she's right. doing like the horoscopes of like the movie stars that were in the AMC films. And now this big event that she's been talking about is at the Metrograph movie theater. Yes. Yeah. Because she says, and I quote, I feel it is safe now to meet in groups. So she so is. Susan says. Yeah. So that's what she's going to do. Yeah. So the event was at Metrograph, which, um, in, in a very Susan way, she, like, describes all things about what Metrograph is, what the movie, The Joy Luck Club, is, mm-hmm. that it was a novel, and she read it, and she was very excited about the movie, and she's got a lot to say. And so she participated in the screening of the movie at Metrograph mm-hmm. with her daughter, Chrissy Miller, mm-hmm. who we've learned some things about lately. Yeah, this was interesting. Yeah, so I guess... Chrissy Miller was what you might call like a New York it girl in the early 2000s. Yes. And so Susan mentions this because Chrissy was in a New York Magazine article. And this New York Magazine article was going around about a week or so ago. And I remember I like avoided it on purpose because I was like, I don't know. I don't feel like reading about the it girls through the decades or something. Like I feel like something about it was going to annoy me. And then when Susan said that her daughter was in it, then look, well, we had to go look it up. So, yeah. So Laura was forced to read the article anyway. Yeah, but just that one part, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was interesting. And Susan says that she intends to do regular monthly events at Metrograph. So, so we'll if, see what that means. So maybe if we like one of the movies, we're gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if we were NFT holders, we could oh. go for free. I knew there was going to be a benefit eventually. So yeah. All 12 NFT holders <laughs> yes. can go see a movie. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And they there really only must be 12 of them because they just had to write to like an email address and say they yeah. were eligible. Yeah. Um, but she said that she was going to talk about Little Mom at this oh. event. Um. Oh, because it's on, then, Mother's, it's on Mother's Day and the Joy Luck Club is like a mother-daughter movie. Exactly. Yeah, okay. um, and she also said if you don't know uh, about the Joy Luck Club, you can look up um, a full rundown of the plot on IMDb. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Susan, you know, she likes to give instructions. Yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah, um, And then she also prints some text from the Metrograph website so that we all know what's happening. Oh, wonderful. And then she also, you know, I've never been, but Metrograph has like a restaurant. Oh. And so I guess there was a part of it where like you could go eat at the restaurant and like oh. Susan and Chrissy would be there. Oh. I don't know. If anyone did this, please let us know. Yes. Fascinating. Love to know. 
Um, and Susan also wants to hear from you about how the May 5th eclipse went. And people were definitely telling her on social media yeah. that it did not go great. Yeah, it sounds rough. I, yeah. Also, because what Susan Miller says, like, sometimes, like, someone leaves your life and they're eclipsed out. But, like, that can get dark. Yeah, that can get yeah. really dark. Okay. And it sounds like it did yeah, potentially it, for it, some yeah. readers. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, but... I think we've got some good news from later in the month. I think so, definitely. Okay, just one piece of gossip, though. The Christy Miller thing was interesting to me because, as we read, she's married to one of the guys that was in Kids. Yes. And then the other part that I remember when you said it was Chrissy, I got confused because also on social media, Susan was saying that her daughter Diana, the one that lives in California – With baby uh, Oliver. With baby Oliver, who has been featured in her Instagram stories recently – that baby Oliver's mom, Diana, worked for James Corden Carpool Karaoke, which just ended. So I was like, wait, which one's the it girl? Because I thought maybe the L.A. connection. But no, it's Chrissy. Right. Married to one of the guys from Kids. Just, just like, that's a very, like, New York family thing. Like, Susan Miller, famous New York astrologist. Her daughter is was an it girl for five years in the early aughts and is married to, like, one of the guys from Kids. Like, that's wild. It is really wild. It's also yeah. two, both very New York, but two different New Yorks, kind of. Two very different New Yorks, like Upper East Side versus like Second Avenue. Okay, wait, and then to further the gossip, what we just learned is that the the apartment that Christy Miller lived in that was in this It Girl article, it was part of this like very famous um, gas explosion where like two buildings on Second Avenue blew up, like a very beloved fry place, the Belgian Frites place, yeah, blew up. And it was next door to my friend Jimmy's bar, and his was, like, the only building to survive that gas explosion. Like, yeah. crazy. That was crazy. That was a yeah. huge deal. Because yeah. also then, for a long time, you would just walk by, like, an empty lot. Yeah. That yeah. was bananas. So, yeah, anyway. so that actually, sometimes a note where, like, there's nothing in the note. There was a lot in this This one had a lot of, like, hidden gems where, like, if you weren't – because I was glossing over the metrographs stuff, and then, you're, and then you told me the it girl thing. I was like, what? I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, because then yeah. she posted about it on social media, and she's like, I'm so proud of my daughter, Chrissy. She posted this whole very, like, wistful post about James Corden being yeah. finished. Right, she was yeah. also about Diana, so then I was like, wait, I forget. I just forget. I know, there's, yeah. there's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, more important than that is that it's Taurus season. <laughs> yeah, it's Taurus season, everybody. So, um... Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Laura. Yeah, enough about it girl Chrissy and Diana and James Corden. It's about me and my birthday and Tauruses. The true Taurus it girl is right yes. here. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Alex. Um, so I guess we should say happy birthday, Taurus. Happy birthday. And um, I will give you your highlights for May 2023. Yes. So speaking of it girls, basically Taurus are the it girls of the Zodiac. I mean, because it's like Taurus season, but also Susan had like a lot of exciting stuff to say. Um, But she did start off that the beginning of the month won't be easy because of the lunar eclipse on May 5th in Scorpio. And she talked about for Taurus, she said that the focus would be like a partner or a collaborator or like something, but somebody that like might leave your everyday life. Um, and she talked about like how eclipses will eclipse out someone in her life. Um, and that's always ominous. Um, I felt though, I texted Alex because I had, 
I had a therapy session on the day of the eclipse and it was like very helpful. So I was like, I don't know. Mine felt like a very healthy, like not exactly eclipsing out, but I was like working through something and it felt like I like, you know, shed a helpful layer. So I don't know. It wasn't as dark for me. Um, I think that's on target with eclipses. Yeah. Because Susan was really focused on this eclipse being very difficult for people, but they're not always difficult. And so I think that idea of kind of like moving forward with something Mm -hmm. makes sense. Right. And my, and like, yeah, so it wasn't like difficult, full of surprises. It was just like, I process something. I don't know. So yeah, I didn't have the experience of it being like surprised and stressful. It was just like, I was like, oh, of course I did that task on that or like went through those feelings on the eclipse day. Like, but right. it wasn't, um, it, yeah, for me, it wasn't like, su- like surprise, difficult, stressful. Um, I will just say, maybe we should talk more about this in Scorpio, but it was the day before the coronation of King Charles the third. And I remember being like, that's very ballsy Charles to have like your coronation the day after a full moon lunar eclipse, like, Whoa. And, you know, and like we weren't at that point, we weren't in Mark Retro. Wait, were we? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there was the whole thing where like William was a little bit late and I don't don't know. I was like, "Hmm." they're lucky like only that went wrong. I agree. They were really taking a chance. I mean, actually, there probably was a ton more that went wrong. We just like didn't see it. That's true. Yeah. Like that could (laughs) have just been like one of many things that had been like. Right. Yeah. But anyway, it was like, hmm, Charles. Hmm. But he's a Scorpio. So we'll talk about him when we get to Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. we can yeah. talk about him in Scorpio. Yeah. I just, oh. you know, what are the chances that yeah. this person who's not exactly beloved turns out to be a Scorpio? <sighs> Sorry, Alex. Just chances Scorpio. are pretty high. Chances are pretty high. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just as for Scorpios. But back to Tauruses. Susan Miller is like, yeah, so the beginning of the month, whatever. But then she's like so excited for May 16th and the whole like next year because she says Taurus is that we are moving into the best periods of our lives and it's going to start around May 16th there is a year-long period of goodness which I just like I put a big <laughs> box around that in my notes period of goodness period, that sounds like a medieval festival you know like <laughs> like Lent and then a period of goodness <laughs> it does sound um, like that so it's from May 2023 to May 2024. So here we are. And also we're gearing up because I think next year is our Emerald Year Tauruses. It sounds like that's what's happening. She keeps talking about the Emerald Year. She does, but she also said uh, your upcoming personal Emerald Year, as I call it. Right. So the Emerald Year is something that she made up because it's about when there's a whole bunch yes. of like planets, right? And it's somebody else's lunar year, right? It's somebody else's Emerald Year right now, but it's going to be ours soon, I think. Okay. Right. I think that's a, right. A little confusing. But anyway, get excited, Taurus. Um, and then she said, like, often we have to give up something to allow room in our life for rewards. And I was like, that sounds ominous. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But anyway, she doesn't want to focus on that. She wants to focus on Jupiter. Jupiter's Jupiter. coming back for the first time in 12 years. And like, um, we're going we're gonna to get new opportunities that will open your mind to possibilities that never occurred to you previously. There's a strong likelihood that you will travel abroad in the next, in the coming months and your trip will have a strong influence on your outlook. You'll be more optimistic and willing to start a new chapter in your life. Wow. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just all good. I mean, a period of goodness. She didn't lie. That's there's accurate. Be, there's be new people. You will cultivate some to become friends in your Emerald year. And the people that you meet will be successful types. Like yeah. all, the, all the people that Susan Miller knows, apparently. That's right. Types who will not only urge you to fulfill a dream, but give you good advice and possibly introductions to manifest it. Wow. And Susan says, if you live to be 96, you'll get eight visits of Jupiter. And the last time you receive this blessing, you may have been too young to take full advantage of it. Because Jupiter is a cornucopia of rewards. Right. Wow. It, so, yeah. I mean, you got so many good things. I mean, my personal favorite that I was very excited about that I texted you about is that she calls you the celestial favorite. Yeah. Celestial favorite. You're not going to wow. do better than that. I don't think so. Also, <laughs> she was like, okay, so May 16th is going to get better. Then she's like... Oh my God, new moon, May 19th. It's going to be so good because there's something about Jupiter and Taurus along with Mercury and Uranus and the sun. Anyway, she's like, you're going to be feeling better by the time you get to the new moon and beyond. Um, and something about like your family might be able to help you with something. Um, and Pluto will be out of the way. So any domineering person will have like gotten out of your way. Um, and anyway, she's really excited that Venus is going to be trying to Saturn, which, because that's going to add like long range stability. So that's good. But the thing she's the most excited for is that Jupiter is in Taurus. She says it's the best news ever. Best news ever. Ever. She comes every 12 years. She loves Jupiter. Yeah. Um, Then she also wanted to just point forward to June 1st. And she says that there is Jupiter will conjoin the, will be in the North node in Taurus. I don't know, but June 1st, this is a rare aspect with possibilities for enormous personal growth. The North Node points to fulfilling your life's purpose. You've never had a better forecast to take steps toward your dream than now. Wow. Oh my gosh. Like, sounds like you have to take action. Oh, God. I should have really I know. I know. Oh. No, I'm Taurus excited. Is- I'm excited. But, you know, it girls are busy. It girls are busy. It's Taurus season. You shouldn't yeah. be asked to do too much, frankly. No, I know. But um, I am the celestial favorite. So you're the celestial favorite who's getting ready for the period of goodness and a cornucopia yeah. of rewards. Wow. I'm so excited for my cornucopia. So That's exciting. Just a great forecast. Yeah, 100%. I also, I know that cornucopias are like kind of like woven baskets, but in my Taurus mind, they're sometimes made out of like croissant dough. That's a huge improvement. I agree. And yeah. I'm really into that. Yeah. So I can't wait to eat my cornucopia of croissant. Okay. I must have one of these now. Yeah. I think some at some point in my mind, I conflated um, cornucopia with like coronet with a croissant. Croissant. And yeah. so like so now it's all the same. It's a like horned basket of croissant croissant dough right and yeah. like if you can eat what's inside the cornucopia why yeah. stop there you right. should exactly. be able to eat the actual vessel exactly yeah right yeah yeah anyway okay. we're gonna ha- work on this yeah anyway happy birthday taurus happy birthday to laura thank you oh my god thank you okay so alex um how how are my scorps doing I would love to tell you about the Scorps. Here you go. May 2023 horoscope highlights Scorpios. It's good. It's not as good as Taurus. We were not told we were the celestial favorite, but I'm going to get over it. Um, 
it's similar in the sense that this full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio was like a real nightmare for everyone. Oh, And so she just says, try to clear your schedule. Cause like, you don't want to have too many things going on. Um, she says, if I were a weather forecaster, I would say there are storms on the move. And so I was like, why can't you be one Susan Miller meteorologist? Yeah. Why not? So I hope she does a little more of that. Okay. Um, I know it's in the past now, but she says, if you were born within five days of November 8th, you'll feel the eclipse. I was, I actually think I marked that down for Taurus that she said, if you yeah. were born within five days of the May 1st, first. then yeah, yeah or so of, that's the, you. of the eclipse of the eclipse on May 5th. And I was, I was born May 1st. So I was like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Right. One thing I didn't like about the eclipse. Well, so you know, sometimes she says like, you f- you'll feel things a month before or a month after. Yeah. I feel like she went through this whole thing of like, oh my God, you just got to get through the eclipse. It's really terrible, but like you can do it. Right. But then she says there's a chance that people could feel the eclipse on June 3rd, which I'm kind of like, can we have it in the past oh, by now? Oh, weird. I know. I didn't really care for that. But You know, she's been telling Taurus that like you might have had a rough time since like November 2021. Oh. And I was like, oh gosh. Yes. I know. Duh. So I know, like, I don't know. Okay. She said the same thing that she said to you about the eclipse may have brought forward, like a challenge from a person or collaborator Mm -hmm. close to you, like a romantic partner or a business partner or something like that. Um, So then she says that she gives like a shout out to the ancient astrologers as she likes to do. And she talks about the seventh house and she said, with three heavenly bodies opposed to the May 5th eclipse in Scorpio, ancient astrologers refer to the seventh house as the house of open enemies. Ooh. Yeah. Today okay. we call them competitors, of course, um, but they are still rivals. Oh, we have talked about this before. Oh, the, like, the new word for open enemies is competitor, but I just like, I like the open enemy better. I do too. Yeah. And then she just throws in like a little tidbit here, which she says the 12th house is the house of secret enemies. Wow, drama-rama. Okay. Drama-rama. I think my 12th, she says the 12th house is fine right now. I think she just wanted to like throw that in for like a little tidbit. Exciting. Um, So she says this eclipse might bring out a competitor. Yeah. Or, you know, the open enemy. But she says, I feel anyone clueless enough to challenge a Scorpio will soon be sorry. Yeah. So don't mess with us, basically. Wow. Okay. Um, So, Susan, I kind of like it, but I also feel that it kind of like adds to the stereotype of Scorpios being difficult. Yeah. Um, So she says, make sure that you keep your health up um, when you enter May, because like that eclipse is going to be tough. So you need your strength. Okay. And she says, make sure to eat nutritiously and get sleep. So I was kind of like, Susan Miller wellness coach coming Great. out. Love it. No, thank you. Yeah. Love it. Um, and then she talks more about like, you know, she's been using this metaphor a lot about opening the window and seeing what flies in. She seems to like that one lately. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so she says, that's kind of what you have to do in an eclipse and then you can deal with it as best as you can. Yeah. But see, I've been keeping my windows closed because of the pollen. So I know. do I keep my metaphorical ones open? I guess if you can, but yeah. I see your point. 
Because you know what's going to fly in and it's going to clog your nose. Yeah. So I'm scared of the outside right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So on to better things. Merc Retro is ending on May 14th, which is great. That's That's today. Today it's over. Oh my God. Thank God. But there could be a few more days of bumpy stuff. So Yeah. yeah, Not to be the Debbie Downer, but she's always talking to us about the shadow. So. Oh, I feel so much better. Thank you. Right. I know. Um. Then she does a plug for her essay about eclipses. Mm-hmm. I'm just passing over that. I want to get into the good stuff. Jupiter. She says, Jupiter is everyone's favorite planet. Is that true? According to Susan, it is now. According to Susan. She says, yeah. his job is to make you happy and he asks nothing in return. So next she talks yeah. about how Jupiter kind of like can come in and say, like, she basically tries to make this point of like, Jupiter is so great. He wants to be there for you and do all this stuff for you. And so she says, I know Jupiter was rushing through airports to reach your seventh house in time to make the May 5th lunar eclipse easier for you. But alas, he is getting to you on May 16th. So, okay. That that makes me feel like we should, like, if Jupiter had transit troubles, we should blame Mercury retrograde. Oh, that's true. Like the slowness. I mean, I know it's not actually related, but just like if we're just going to go with metaphors, like, yeah. Yeah, I think we should. Right. Rushing through the airport is is a very odd way to put that. Um, She says, as a Scorpio, you tend to like to tackle things by yourself, but remember that it's okay to collaborate. Mm -hmm. And you, while you can handle a lot of things, you might potentially handle them better if you work with other people. Mm. she says this could even be something that happens if you're applying for a job. You might want to present the idea of coming in with like another person as like a package. Oh. So the example she gives is if you're a screenwriter, you may t- take on a writing partner, as many do in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, but there's a writer's strike. I know. Please continue. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, but also I love when we get like peeks into Susan's like knowledge of pop culture. Mm, mm. It's never topical, right, which I no, really enjoy. Okay, great, please. Yeah, so continue. her examples of successful writing partners are Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis and Jackie Gleason and Art Carney. Oh, wow. She's going in the way back time machine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She says these are examples of duos who were even better together than alone. Wow. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds um, me of, sorry, can I just segue? Please. This is nothing to anything, but I remember the Taylor Swift Miss Americana documentary when she's like, no, I'm going to take a stand and say, like, don't vote for this, like, homophobic person. Right. Her dad and her business manager are like, would Bing Crosby make such a statement? And it was like, we are so far past the era of Bing Crosby celebrity. <laughs> like, but I, I didn't like, remember that. That, that was That's their, funny. like, go-to for, like, who she should be modeled after. Like, yeah. Have they been secretly, like, basing her career on Bing Crosby? I don't know. I feel like it was, like, the first, like, superstar that came to, like, their mind. But I like the idea that, like, A, like, I don't think, did Bing Crosby ever stand up for any? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think they're trying to make the comparison that like, Taylor Swift was, like, a classic, you know, and, like, yes. make, like yeah. Right, right. But right. that um, makes sense. Anyway, sorry. So in the, in, like, the way back time machine of, like, you can't really, yeah. I love it. I love it. Keep right. going. She just says, you know, if you're 
um, dating someone seriously, go get married. <laughs> no need to wait, basically. Um, and she says Jupiter is in the house of marriage partnership and serious collaboration. So good outlook on like all bonds of yeah. all things. Um, okay. New moon, May 19. She calls it a perfect once a year new moon. So it's going to be great. Highly friendly Mars in cancer and Mars is one of Scorpio's rulers. So like, that's really good. She says, you're going to get a lot of support from Neptune. It's really great. So many planets doing so many things, but basically the takeaway is the second half of the month, the planets are doing a lot of things that will be helpful to you. Great. She says you are, you are heading onward and upward dear Scorpio. So that's very good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. She also um, highlighted Friday, May 26th for happy surprises regarding a relationship in love or business. Interesting. Okay. So it's like the 16th, the 19th, and the 26th. And Scorpios, I hope you made it through our eclipse. Okay. Okay. Because it didn't sound good. Yeah. I really hope everyone's okay. But now can I talk about King Charles and the eclipse now that I'm thinking about it? Sure. Okay, so... Hello, Scorpio. I Okay, but justice for Scorpios. Yes. Okay, so one thing I found, like, okay, if you want to go really metaphorical, you could be like, he got crowned king, so the prince is dead, the prince got eclipsed out, and the king is here, whatever. But the other thing is there's been so much, like, family drama, which, like, is a lot of it is Charles's fault, obviously. And I'm thinking of, like, you know, Harry popped in and was like, I'm here to see my dad get crowned. And he's like, and I'm going back to California where they're nice to my wife. And I was right. like, yeah, that feels very eclipsy. Like if, cause it did feel like, like close, like a, a book ending on something, you know, like there'd been the, like Philip's funeral and the queen Jubilee and then the queen died and, you know, and it was like, okay, they like, like, I feel like it was like, even though it's happening to Charles, it was also like Harry's kind of like, I came here, I supported, there's been all this turmoil. This is a new chapter, like, you know, tied that bow. Um, and so I feel like for Charles, like not that the relationship's over, but it's very clearly like there's a new phase of monarchy and his family and like his mother has died and he's now the king and his like, you know, son is estranged and all of that. And then, like, this is also just what I also find funny is that um, I just want to gossip about this, but it is somewhat Scorpio-related. William's social media posts since the coronation are these, like, glossy Hollywood film, like, obviously, like, professional, like, film crew that with, like, shots of, like, London and the and the thing, and, the, and like, the, the, them and their kids getting to the car to go to the coronation. But, it, like maybe a shot of Charles but not even a close-up and so like it feels very like William is like yes okay Scorpio anyway it's gonna be about me yeah <laughs> I was like <clears throat> and I find that very funny because it's like it feels like William's acting like Charles is a placeholder for William's own monarchy <laughs> like, I mean I think that seems to be the general consensus no, totally <laughs> like, so like, oh, well, and I'm also laughing at that because like the one line William had in the whole ceremony is like, I pledge my life and limb to you as your liege man, which like 
back in the, you know, 1100 when they invented the coronation ceremony, like, that was serious because you had to make sure your sons weren't going to, like, uprise against you. And I'm like, William literally said it, and it's so that, like, he doesn't lead an army against his dad. And yet, on social media, he's acting like his dad is dead, and it's his. It's really his kingdom. And I'm like, no wonder, you know what, you didn't memorize that line. No wonder you read it off a card. <laughs> He read it off a card. He couldn't even memorize it. I, there's like two things he had to say. And I remember like everyone was reading things off of place cards, but like he had one line. Like there's, okay, the whole ceremony, at the very beginning, there's a kid that says like, as a child of England, we welcome you something, something for the king. Like, will you serve us? And I was like, I was like, look at that little boy. His mother is so proud. He had one line and he memorized it. And everyone else is reading everything off of cue cards. I mean, there's a lot of vows and stuff. But yeah, Char- I mean, William had one line and he didn't memorize it. And I thought that was funny. And it's a line yeah, about... Yeah, it sounds like po- he, he... He's pledging loyalty. He was like, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, fine, I'll say this line. But like, you yeah. just wait till you see my social media. Well, right. And then he was late and I felt like they hadn't even like looked at each other yet. Like there was one moment before that where he had to put something on his dad. I was like, you haven't like, even like made eye contact with your dad yet like you like you were late and you like put something around him and I was just the energy of being like yeah anyway (laughs) yeah Um, yeah he's like right we're all just like kind of waiting for this to be over so I do feel like even it was his coronation Charles was having a difficult eclipse and sorry boo (laughs) yeah I mean it makes me think they potentially don't have an astrologer on staff uh clearly they don't because they also put his coronation on archie's birthday i feel like yeah like they don't have an astrologer or a pr person or a calendar or a calendar no they're like they're like oh first nice weekend that's one (laughs) yeah yeah they're Uh, like everyone will love the sun and the quiche yeah they can't interfere with like grousing season or whatever people do like right you know yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was my tangent about the coronation. No, that's great. We needed to hear your coronation yeah, thoughts. Thank you. I've, I've got many more, but also I don't because it was like, this definitely feels like something invented in 1100. <laughs> like, and we're just doing it. Right. Like 1100 vibes. Yeah. 1100 yeah. vibes. <laughs> like, um, but really, if you guys didn't watch the coronation, don't. But just Google the woman who carried the swords because her outfit was amazing. And she carried this really heavy sword for, like, a long time. And um, she's great. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully she's a Scorpio. Totally. You know? We could we look can it up. use her. We could look it up. Yeah. Huh, okay. Um, well, I mean, so, okay. So, like, we're recording this on Mother's Day, May 14th. And it sounds like everything's going to improve in like 48 hours. So hopefully this podcast will come out. Will be one of the things that improves everyone's lives is that this podcast episode comes out. Perfect. Wow. I'm so excited for everybody. Me too. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Let us know if things are going okay or not okay. Yeah. Let us know how your us. eclipse was. Your coronation thoughts. You can email us at astrologyzoned at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. We would love to hear it. Yeah. And we thank you very much for listening. Yeah, I hope you have you. a good rest of the month. Definitely. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.